Jeff here from besttechie.com, and this is Techie Bytes episode 21. Today I'm speaking with Anthony Quintano, professional photographer and engagement editor at Honolulu Civil Beat. We discuss how to get more exposure, monetizing your work, and whether Flickr is better than Instagram. Enjoy. This podcast is supported by Wix.com. With Wix, you can create your own professional website. Choose a template you love or start from scratch, drag and drop to customize anything, and use advanced design features like video backgrounds and image galleries. You can even add professional business solutions like an online store, booking system, or blog. I've personally tested and reviewed Wix on Best Techie and can say without a doubt that Wix is extremely easy to use and a great choice for both novice and advanced users. So go ahead, try it yourself. Go to Wix.com and create your own website today. That's Wix, W-I-X.com. I'm here with Anthony Quintano, a professional photographer and engagement editor at Honolulu Civil Beat, a newspaper in Hawaii. So Anthony and I have been friends for a long time. He's an excellent photographer, which is why he's on our podcast today. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. Aloha. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Aloha. Yes, yeah, so when I when I was in Hawaii uh, last October, uh, I had to, I you know everyone says that and it, I just had to get used to saying it like um, it, it, you pick it up pretty quickly because literally everyone says that to you whenever you walk in some place or whatever. Um, yeah, you pick I, it up I, even more <laughs> when you live here. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that's the case. All right, so so thanks again for joining us uh, today on, on this episode. I. I want to I want to talk a lot about photography today, which is usually a subject that we haven't really uh, at all covered on on this podcast yet. But before we do that, give us a little bit about you know who you are, what you do, um, and 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 we'll start with that. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, it's a loaded question. <laughs> I don't know if you have enough time in your podcast, but uh, just um, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, uh, digital producer. Um, from video to photography to uh, social media management and engagement, uh, I do a little. I dabble a little in graphic graphic art, which is where I kind of started. And um, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the. Old, I, I've been around as far as working with uh, companies like NBC News, uh, tech news website Recode, mm-hmm. and um, I've freelanced a whole lot in between. And I uh, came out here for a little bit of quality of life and uh, tried to stay, stay in the media industry. Nice. Well, I, as, I, as I mentioned, I've been to Hawaii and, and uh, quality of life there, especially the quality of air, is much better than it is on the East Coast. I can tell you that. I'm sure you agree. <laughs> I definitely, definitely agree. And uh, I, the good thing here is I have a very bad allergy to uh, pollen, which I don't miss and obviously is non-existent here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so t- how did you get into photography in the first place? You said you started, you know, you were dabbling in graphic design. Uh, how, how did that make the? How did you make the move? To also well, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I, I, you know, uh, when I started, I was very tech savvy, um, and I, I learned literally everything from Photoshop to Final Cut Pro uh, through YouTube. I actually never learned any of that stuff in college. I graduated. I went to school under a communications degree and learned television there. Um, but from there, uh, I kind of picked up a lot of skills on my own through the internet and I just wanted to find work doing what I love doing, which was, um, I like to put it this way, kind of 
sharing what I see through my eyes through the content I create. Mm-hmm. And it actually started uh, editing on old VHS tapes uh, in my uh, community college at uh, Rockin Community College in New York. And uh, from there, I kind of grew obsessed with the idea that I could, you know, share what I see through my eyes uh, with the world. And I wanted to use the internet to get my abilities out there and let people know, hey, I can, I can do editing and camera work and graphic artwork too. So um, I started learning through YouTube how to do this stuff. And uh, I actually uh, ended up uh, having some money on the side. And I used that to invest in camera equipment and a video editing system. And from there, I actually would do uh, side jobs like weddings and, st- and events and stuff like that. Uh, and from, I was actually very focused on video when I started. And the, uh, the Canon 5D Mark II was the, 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 the big camera at the time. It had just come out, and it was like the camera to get. Naturally, I invested in it. And, <laughs> um, and because I was shooting it, I, I started using it for video purposes. But uh, I became really obsessed with the um, freeze frames or, or the uh, still images that I would take for like DVD covers and stuff with uh, the tedious work that goes into editing video, it kind of just um, made it uh, very aggravating for me over time. So uh, doing photography was just so much quicker. And uh, I was I was I just seemed to have an eye for it because I was still I, I, I was shooting video. So I used the same eye that I would use for video purposes and just kind of identify what I wanted to shoot. And uh, I became more and more obsessed with still imagery. Gotcha. And uh, and went from there. Nice. So, I, first of all, I love that you use the internet as the as your teacher. Um, I think that you know the internet is a wonderful tool, and it definitely has taught me a lot as well over the years. Uh, stuff that I you know that I didn't learn in school, but I learned thanks to you know whether it be a, a tutorial online, a written one, or a video tutorial on YouTube, or or just someone talking about a particular topic. It's so it's great that you can learn so much. You know just by you know having an internet connection, which is why I think that it's so important that everyone has access to, to the internet. Um, but that's an aside. I'm curious. So you mentioned uh, the camera you, you you invested and bought in um, early on. What kind of gear do you use now? Uh, it's I use that that Canon 5D Mark II. I actually ended up using it for close to eight years. Um, but now um, the equipment that I now have is is supplied to me through the job that I have here at Civil Beat. And I've been shooting uh, on a 1DX Mark III, uh, which is an amazing camera, and uh, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, the two lenses, my go-to lenses, are a 24 to 70 and a 70 to 200. Although I would have to admit that I recently started using a 100 to 400 millimeter lens, which I'm currently obsessed with. Um, wow. I, if those of you who follow me on social media know that I've been covering. Uh, the uh, volcano activity, the volcanic activity here right. in Hawaii for the last month. And uh, that lens has come in very handy for a lot of situations. I've, I've been following you, and, I, and if you don't follow Anthony, uh, we'll get his details at the end of the episode. But for sure, highly recommend you you give him a follow. Great photographs. I'm curious. So uh, there's uh, there have been a lot of times where I've seen you like hanging out of a helicopter. <laughs> is is that is that is that a normal thing or is that like something that you know is that that you know you post it on social media and like 
you know, just everyone just goes crazy because you're literally hanging out of a helicopter with a camera strapped around your neck. I, d I definitely get mixed reactions. Uh, I, uh, I started early on, this was about 10 years ago, with a helicopter company out of New York who needed social media help. And I guided them into what's known as um, uh, Fly Nion now in the New York area, which is uh, these Instagram tour, tour flights over Manhattan which with the doors off. And uh, I started very early on with them, so whenever I, whenever they had an open seat, I would be able to go up in a flight, which is pretty often. And I, I had such amazing perspectives, but I would make people uh, sick sometimes by the, some of the photos I posted because of the, the vertigo people say they would get from looking at it. Uh, uh, but I, I hadn't flown in a while until, uh, and, and believe it or not, up until this uh, last week. I was able to go up with a company called Paradise Helicopters on Big Island and fly over fly over the volcano, which was a, a once a, an amazing experience. And uh, I, I've been flooding my Instagram feed with photos from that flight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess those are some of the ones you posted today as well, because totally look like an above shot of of, yes. of all the lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, so, so in addition to your your photography, which you also which you do uh, for on, you know, for yourself professionally, but also for Honolulu Civil Beat, you also have the uh, the title of engagement editor. Um, so, I, I, talk a little bit about you know what your you know your day to day um, at, for Civil Beat. And what you know what what you're what you're working on there. Yeah, uh, it's funny because anybody who works in social media as a career uh, will know that uh, our jobs come in many titles. And uh, even though we're titled as social media manager or engagement editor or audience development. Uh, it's all kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we all work in social media, and basically the idea is, is that we're the ones that communicate as the publisher through social channels. We're the ones that publish the, the stories that the, uh, the publisher publishes on their website, and uh, we're the ones that respond and uh, actively create content to get people engaged. Uh, on behalf of whoever we work for, and uh, and it becomes the you know everybody's job is different, and mine has been very unique in the sense because I'm also a content creator, and so what one of the things that has always been most valuable over the years is creating original content for social media, um, and and basically what that means is stuff that doesn't necessarily live on the website or doesn't get broadcast on the TV. It is solely can be found on on someone's Facebook page or Twitter account or Instagram. Right. So, so, and, and when you talk about creating, you're talking about, you know, taking, you're talking about photographs that you can take to kind of add an, an extra element to a particular story or piece of content. Correct. Um, and, and, and so when you're, when you're looking, let's say when you're looking for a photograph that you can take um, to go with a particular story or piece of content, whatever the case may be, um, walk me through the process in terms of how you think about what the best photo uh, to choose is, I guess. Uh, that's tough. Um, it's really just something you see and you experience. Um, and and it's, not, it's not something that you can teach or train. It, it's just kind of a feeling and a, a knowledge you get over time as to how people react to certain things on social media, uh, your thought of what you're seeing and how that informs a person on what, what you're seeing through an image. So uh, it, it's very—it's not something that you could easily explain. 
gotcha. and uh, it, but it's it's something that comes naturally over time where you just kind of know that a particular video or a photo was going to work well. The other thing is is that stories on websites they're pretty stagnant, right? Like once they're pu- published, they don't often get updated unless it's a live blog. So mm-hmm. you got to consider social media as like a a live blog that goes hand in hand with a story, right? So uh, if a story is ongoing or it gets updated, I can use social media to continue to add to that story uh, through our social platforms. Right. That, that makes sense. And like, and one of the other questions I guess I have, so you, when you take photos, I'm sure you take many photos of the same thing within, you know, within a short time span. So you have mm-hmm. like a burst of photos, right? Like when you're going through those photos, right, and, and you're deciding which one is the one, you know, ha, ha, like mm. is it, you know, obviously they're not all good, but there are probably at least two or three that you're like, it, yeah. could, it could be any one of these, right? Like how do you pick? Because I, I, mean, I go through that problem and I'm not a professional photographer. I can imagine when you have thousands and thousands of photos from a particular shoot, how tough it could be. It's not easy. Uh, it is definitely not easy, especially, you know, speaking to the flight that I just did last week where, uh, you know, normally I take a huge batch of photos and maybe two or one get published. Uh, so uh, to give you an example of what I would do in that sense is that, um, you know, I'm working for Civil Beat and uh, one or two is 22 of the photos really work well for the story. I'll spread it out as, you know, a post in the morning and a post in the evening. But I have like 15 other photos that I think would work well. Uh, what I will tend to do is use those on my personal account and continue posting those photos there. Now, there are situations where I could take uh, thousands of photos of a particular event and I, I have to pick two or three, and especially for a story. And it's always a challenge. Uh, and like I said, I can't really explain the thought process. Uh, it's really what tells the story in an image. So, right, you want to you want to make sure that the person can get the context as to what happened visually to put the audience at that scene, and and that's what I look for is mm-hmm. what what is what is somebody going to get the most out of that one or two uh, particular photos. Gotcha. So, speaking of photos and ha- and having them placed and featured alongside you know uh, different media content, you've also in addition. To Civil Beat, you have had your photos, um, you know, uh, featured on major media outlets like CNN, among others. Um, you know, for for a photographer who's looking to gain more exposure, which I'm pretty sure is every photographer out there, um, and you know, unless they're kind of just doing it as a hobby, um, you know, what, what what kind of tips do you have for kind for uh, for people who are looking to get more exposure with their with their with their photography? It's really tough. It is really tough these days because uh, there is just a saturation that I, that I, I haven't seen since I've started. And I haven't been in it that long. Uh, it was much easier early on when I started. You know, I, I was on social media before Instagram even existed. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, it was a little easier then. Uh, and even when Instagram launched, you know, there was no algorithms at the time. Uh, and you had this, this visibility uh, you know, my my photos used to get discovered much easier early on in Instagram than they do now, and it's really just a a, a game of how you want to make yourself stand out, and and you have to use multiple tools, and you can't just be a photographer. You have to use video, 
you have to do YouTube, you have to do Facebook video, you have to use Instagram, it's new IGT, you know, whatever platforms it takes to kind of let people know that you're there and what you do. And so you can't just post photos and say, hey, here are my photos anymore. You got to tell people right, the right. story. It, you know, people want to get, <clears throat> you know, tied to a photographer. They want to uh, invest in them and they want to know about them. So uh, you got to share your story, you know, what you're about, what you're shooting with. It's really helpful to share your knowledge uh, nowadays. Uh, so, you know, tips and kind of what you have in your bag. And a lot of that stuff really helps, but you got to have patience because it doesn't matter who you are. It, it's going to take a long time for you to build a large audience. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with, you know, everything you just said there. I think, I think, I think all of those things, plus I would also add sometimes it's just, you know, there's some, there's a, there's a luck element to it to a certain extent, and especially I, I was thinking of, uh, recently, uh, I don't know if you, you probably, you probably saw it. The, uh, the photograph when Hope Hicks went to Capitol Hill, the guy, um, the, the there was a photographer as she was leaving. They, he took this kind of you know very, like you know, uh, it was it was like it it was it was nighttime, and he literally was getting her walking like down the steps I think, along with her lawyers or whatever. And the Capitol building was literally right behind them, lit up perfectly with the flag flying and everything and that photo was on pretty was all over the place um i i don't remember i think it maybe was for the i think the guy might have you know had it on the post or something washington post or something but basically ha i listened to his story about how he actually got that photo and he was he was waiting you know he was waiting there like all day and then he heard someone say that she was leaving um that particular moment and he ran and and like he, he he wasn't even completely set up and he just and he was lucky that he was able to snap that photo um at that particular moment um so sometimes i you know i it's i i also want to add there's luck but i also think that part of it is like you said it plays into the whole patience thing is like getting the right shot the perfect shot you know is not like it's not like it's not like an instantaneous thing always it could take time to get that you know there's a lot of waiting involved especially if you're dealing with people as opposed to you know uh, landscapes or something which you know don't move <laughs> um so uh, tell me if i'm wrong but I, I that's kind of how i feel about it as well yeah and, and, and it takes time to come with that knowledge too time and experience right uh you know i i know exactly the photo you're talking about and, and if you if you look at the photo um uh, it also didn't matter how long he waited there because a lot of the reason why she was so well lit in that photo is because there were TV camera guys that happened to be there following her. And if those mm -hmm. TV camera guys were not there, it would have been a totally different photo. Uh, yeah. And so he was very reliant on, on a particular situation that occurred. So that isn't always the case. And there are a lot of times where you can go through situations where you wait all day, you wait hours, hours and, just the, the moment happens and it just doesn't come out the way you want it. And there's so many times as photographers that we go through those situations and we learn and we learn over and over again. And you take all of that and it just culminates into one moment where it becomes a really big opportunity. And I think that's what this, this photographer had. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head there. So 
we've talked a little bit about how, you know, it's tough out there, <laughs> uh, to say the least. One of the, uh, one of the big things that I think for, uh, that, that, you know, professional photographers kind of feel, and, and, and if you don't feel this way, you let me know, but especially with the rise of Instagram and, and, and like, and smartphone cameras and things like that, as they get better, kind of, a lot of people feel like anyone, okay, anyone could be a photographer. I could do that. And, um, and I'm, I'm just curious your thoughts on that. And then I'm going to also want to talk about monetization because in that same scheme, uh, you know, set of things where, you know, uh, anyone could take a photo at any time. Uh, and then, uh, you know, anyone can also steal a photo online and not get credit, right. Uh, or not pay for a license to use that photo. So curious about, you know, the best ways that you feel to monetize your photography these days. Uh, there's no easy answer to that. Um, and what a lot of photographers do now, from what I've learned, is there's multiple, multiple income points, not just any one particular kind of flow of income. And that can, that can come from your, you know, the blog, the um, selling to uh, stock photo websites, to licensing images and also getting hired for particular events. And it's really just being versatile and, and getting a, a big diversification of the kind of uh, things that you can do. And that's really the answer to that question as far mm -hmm. as monetization goes. I can tell you right off the bat, it doesn't matter how amazing your photo is, you may not sell it. Um, the, I think the, the harder it is, Sorry, let me uh, take a step back. The, um, the more unique your photo is, the better chance you have of actually getting somebody to actually pay for the photo. Uh, and even then, it may not even be a lot of money. It may only be one or $200. People just don't pay for photography anymore, and even good photography. And it's, it's really hard to stand out and make sure that people do uh, see your photo instead of somebody else's. So right. uh, it's, it's, an, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, I mean, I face it even now with, uh, you know, the, the images that I've gotten over, over the volcano. Uh, you know, we've had, we've had people, publishers, really big publishers who definitely have the budget to afford to license photos and continue to only ask for credit and will not pay to license. And, I'll, you know, it's just a lot of the reason is, is that there's so many people out there now that will just give away their photos for photo credit. And it just takes away the value of everybody else's photos. And they get used to that. And so they think, well, we don't have to do this anymore. We don't need a photo budget. Um, we right. can just rely on, you know, crowdsourcing imagery. So it's, it's frustrating. And it's, as a photographer, you can't just be a photographer and make a living unless you're doing really well in a particular situation. Uh, there's a lot of young people now who are doing these, these combination of supplying photo and video uh, commentary, uh, you know, vlog-like videos for, for travel and stuff like that. And they're doing some really intense stuff. It's not just a matter of taking the photo. It's like they're jumping off of cliffs. They're doing really daredevil-type things. And, you know, they're making money doing it. And so it's really just setting yourself apart in a particular way that can make you more valuable over everybody else. Gotcha. And, I, and, you know, that really makes sense with me and it resonates with me because my uh, my fiance uh, is a is a, you know, has been an amateur photographer for a long time, but she's 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 pretty good uh, for our, for our one year anniversary, which was several years ago. We've been together now 
more than 13 years. But for our one year anniversary, my, my present to her, I bought her a Nikon D50. Um, and that was a while ago. I rem- and, and she was so excited about that. And she, she spent so much time, you know, taking photos with that. And over the years, she's obviously gotten, you know, different cameras. She's a Nikon person. Um, and, and one of the, and we went to the top of the Empire State Building at one point, and she took this amazing kind of panoramic HDR shot. And, um, and, and, and to get to the point you were saying about selling for a couple hundred dollars, she has an account at Fine Art America, which is now inundated and overrun by like, you know, syndicated feeds from like National Geographic and stuff. So, but she used to sell, you know, like I would say, five to 10 of those photographs per year through this site uh, for a couple hundred dollars a pop. Um, and, but, you know, but even, you know, that, you know, you can't make a living off of that. Um, and now with, they have all these feeds coming in of like all these other photos. Um, it's even more difficult for her to sell anything on the site. She sells probably one or two uh, photos uh, of that particular shot per year. And she has other photos up there too. That are really good, but people, you know, gravitate, like you said, towards the unique, um, the unique ones, ones that, you know, are different that, you know, you, you, you that, you know, or that, or, or that are special to, uh, to, to people in some way. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I totally hear you on that. Um, but we were also talking about credit and I want to, I'm, I'm curious if you have any tips, cause I, I know that, you know, your photos have been taken and used without even attribution of any kind in, in certain instances. If you're a photographer, you know, what, how do you handle that? What's the best way to get them to give you credit or, or to take down the photo? Uh, there's, there's no easy answer to that either. <laughs> uh, uh, there's no way to guarantee anything, one. And uh, two, a lot of times if you reach out, if you message the account or whatever and you say, hey, um, you know, like there's times where I just don't mind it. You know, there's going to be times where I'm going to say, you know what, it's better than nothing. And if that, <laughs> that's unfortunately my attitude of things at this point. And, uh, and You're so <laughs> I'll, I, I am very jaded. Yes. Uh, and, and so I'll, I'll say, Hey, you know, especially if there are accounts that I spot, there's nothing you can do about people who steal your photos. Uh, there, there's a site actually that emailed me. I guess they're they're selling services to uh, alert you to those who take your photos and are light. They're actually making money off your photos too. And it's like there's nothing, you know. No matter how hard I try and how costly it could be, it's just it's going to keep happening. It's like a it's like putting your fingers in a dam uh, when it's re- you know ready to burst. So <laughs> right. um, it, it's unfortunate the way that the uh, internet is these days around photography. And I, I don't see any kind of real solution to any of it real soon. So it's just a matter of um, selecting your battles and, you know, offering the ones that you think might be valuable. You know, there's accounts that have, val- you know, hundreds of thousands of followers that you might really benefit from that visibility at this point. And it, you got to determine, is it, well, I'm just starting out. I could use the visibility. Uh, you know, l- at least let me get my name and, and my account tagged on that Instagram post, you know. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, and just real. So I think, you know, um, when it comes to uh, the credit, you know, element is uh, it is like, you know, so, what you know, what what are you going to do? Sue me? And then you, you're not going to spend the money on getting a lawyer 
uh, unless you happen to have a friend or a family member who's a lawyer who's willing to, you know, send a, a nasty letter to someone. Uh, right. But even then, like, you know, you know, you know, what's the what really at that point, you know, what good does that do you if, if they if that account, if that person, you know, grows their account and then they, they decide to uh, to feature you again and this time credit you, you know, yeah. um, you, you'll have burned a bridge at that point. Uh, but 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 yeah, but speaking of followers, so you have uh, almost 70,000 followers, I believe, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, what, are, what are your what are some of your top tips for, you know, for growing and or not even just growing, but like fostering a community that you that you built on Instagram. Seventy thousand people follow your work. You know, uh, how, how do you how do you engage with them? How do you keep them, uh, you know, wanting more uh, of your photos? So uh, my following is a very interesting discussion because I was on Instagram since day one, uh, and I was at NBC News at the time. So right away, you know. I had I had large attention, you know, I was behind the scenes at the Today Show, I was working at NBC News with some amazing people. And so I had a very unique uh, view of things that I could share. You know, I was I was in photos with uh, the anchors of the Today Show and NBC News. And so a lot of people followed me because of that. And I had uh, on my own built over 8000 followers in the beginning. Uh, and it was it was almost easy. You know, it was like I had so much access through NBC News, some really cool events. I got to work the Olympics in 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to uh, cover the elections and go to both na national conventions um, in 2012 as well. So it was like I was doing some really cool stuff. I even got to speak at Facebook uh, to other journalists regarding the work I did on Instagram. And uh, from there, uh, my, my account got featured twice. Uh, in the early years on Instagram's account. And when you get a feature on Instagram, there was a time where it had a what was called a suggested user list. And uh, basically what that meant was is whenever you signed up to Instagram, you got a list of accounts that they suggested to follow as soon as you signed up. And I got yeah, a Twitter had something similar in, in, in the past as well. Right. And, yeah. and I was added to that twice. And when you're on that list, they do it for like a two-week period. And there were days where I would get five or 600 followers in a single day uh, because of it. And it was just amazing to see that. Um, and I got a lot more engagement and a lot more visibility. But as soon as Instagram enacted the algorithm more recently, um, I get very little traction on my photos, regardless of how many followers I have now. And I even get friends who tell me who follow me on Instagram, they don't even see my posts anymore in their feeds. So even though I have a large following of 70,000 followers, I am lucky if I get above 500 likes on my posts. And oh, wow. Exactly. It's very frustrating. And, uh, and to be honest, there's do, not much I can do about that. No, do you think that if it was in chronological order like it used to be, that that would be different? Or I don't know. Do you think the algorithm is that is that is that you know making that much of an impact? I know for a fact it is. Uh, mm -hmm. I know for a fact because they they've said how many how many accounts if you follow a certain amount of accounts, how many you'll actually see, and it's it's a very big difference. And I just uh, it's it's frustrating for users, and I'm not the only one that's experienced this. And you just kind of got to, you know what, it's a social platform, you know, and I've kind of gotten the attitude at this point that, you know, my work will speak for itself and the, the folks who see it will like it and share it. And 
uh, I got to just kind of be content with what I get. Uh, and I and I am. I have a dedicated small group of people that are consistently checking my my profile and making sure that they like my photos and comment. Uh, but it just doesn't get the the visibility I used to get anymore. I actually get more visibility and engagement on Flickr these days than I do on Instagram. Oh wow, that that's something I wasn't expecting to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking speaking of uh, you know social networks and places that photographers need to be, so I guess Flickr's still on the list then. Absolutely. Uh, I've been. I had what you'll see, uh, especially since uh, Smug Mug has purchased it from Yahoo. Uh, mm -hmm. There's been a kind of heightened excitement that uh, Flickr is going to make a comeback, uh, depending on what Smug Mug does. And so a lot of people have been saying, oh, my God, I'm getting back on Flickr. I've had an account and I haven't used it in years. Uh, and so there's kind of this new excitement on, over there. Uh, luckily, I've been continuing to add it for a while, add to it for a while. And I actually get published um, in books and on websites mostly because of my Flickr account, not even because of my Instagram. Interesting. Mm -hmm. that, that's super interesting. So. So aside from uh, places to post your photos, what are what are some of your favorite sites you know that to read about photography, um, you know, whether it be gear or reviews or uh, just you know whatever the case may be? Uh, well, I I actually rarely visit sites uh, for stuff about photography. Uh, okay. If there's one site I check, and that's Petapixel. Uh, mm -hmm. and A lot of outside like of that, that site. yeah, <laughs> and outside of that, I use YouTube. Uh, I follow photographers' uh, vlogs, and I feel like that gives me the most insight on gear, on what's going on, strategy, that kind of thing. Um, I actually, am, I've been trying to start a vlog myself. Uh, you know, living in Hawaii, I kind of have a. Uh, I feel like that would be a good vlog. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, yeah, but I have, you do a lot I've of got, activities, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got to get going with it. I, uh, again, video editing has always kind of been a a tedious thing and something that I'm not always a fan of. So, uh, I kind of dread having to video edit every week. Um, mm. but, uh, but, uh, it has to be done these days. Yeah. So, so Anthony, I really appreciate you being on this episode of the podcast that what I want to do now is, uh, we're going to move to our lightning round. Um, which is of course supported by Wix where you can create a professional website that's Wix, W-I-X dot com. So whenever you're ready, we have five or so questions that are uh, that are had have been kept, that have been kept for you, um, and that I'm ready for you to answer. I'm curious. I'm I'm really curious to see where you're going to go with some of these. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, do I have a time limit as to how long it takes for me to answer? Uh, no time limit. Uh, we try and keep it as quick as possible, though. Okay. All right. So I think I know the answer to the first one, but we'll see. Nikon or Canon? Uh, Canon. Okay. In each platform's respective primes, Instagram or Flickr? Flickr. Okay. Must do activity when visiting Hawaii? Helicopter tour. I agree. I did one. Uh, I had guy's name was Pilot Jim. He was, first of all, he was hilarious, but also... Uh, it was just such an incredible experience. Took a lot of uh, video with my um, with my GoPro uh, doing that. It was just a lot of fun. Mandy took a lot of photos too. Um, 
So I agree with I agree with Anthony on that. Thing you miss most about New York City? The food. Any food in particular? Pizza. Definitely pizza. <laughs> nice. All right. And the last one for you. Here we go. What's something or someone you want to photograph but haven't had the opportunity to? I want to photograph um, the uh, uh, the glaciers in the icebergs in uh, near Iceland and Newfoundland. Nice. That's it. That's that's. I'm sure that would be a stunning trip, along with a a lot of great photos to come from it. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, definitely on the bucket list. Nice. Well, Anthony, again, thanks for being with us. If anyone wants to, uh, who's listening, wants to get in touch with you or follow you online, as I promised earlier, we're going to plug your Instagram and uh, and whatever else you want to t- uh, mention, email, whatever. Phil, uh, where can they find you? Uh, it's my full name, Anthony Quintano, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So uh, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-O. Excellent. Well, Anthony, thanks again. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Techie Bites. Stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday with awesome interviews and conversations about technology and business. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting the podcast at anchor.fm slash besttechie and or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Both ways help us greatly and are much appreciated. So thank you. Until next time, we'll see you. And remember, remember, take care of your computers.